0: Hi, this is Lewis Black, and uh, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder.
1: Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's comedian Doug Stanhope. Someone pointed it
0: out, someone tweeted what I had written, and I said that uh, it's just a matter of time before a celebrity president happens because people are so deluded with fucking reality TV shows. It's, it's just a matter of time. Oh, hey, I was
1: pressing. We have a song of the week coming up from Codaline. I almost forgot about Codaline. But of course, first, we have a dumb bit. It's time for another installment of. It's Facebook, not Factbook. I came across this video a while back, and it's from something called PragerU. I don't know if you know who Dennis Prager is. He's a conservative talk show. It's been around for years and years. Not a, a nut. One of those guys who's who, he's a nice guy. He's just wrong. And uh, so he has these videos he does, and he got the CEO of uh, former CEO of Carl's slash Hardy's to do a little thing, uh, socialism versus capitalism, because, well, everybody's— well, they're all upset about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who, of course, is the— uh, congressional representative for the 14th district in, in New York City. And uh, while well, she had this to say uh, she, uh, at a conference, uh, I don't know where this is actually from, but anyway, this is uh, AM, uh, AOC, as we call her. When I think about what those definitions are, capitalism isn't, to me, is, it's an ideology of capital. The most important thing is the concentration of capital and it means that we seek and prioritize profit and the accumulation of money above all else and we seek it at any human and environmental cost that is what that means and so the response from prager U is this
2: no wrong so wrong it's exactly backwards yeah, no, it it's
1: not. It's not backwards at all. <laughs> what she's saying is exactly right. The the, the 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 profit and is is the most important thing. It it just is. She's not wrong. Please continue. And I'll prove it to you. Been on Amazon lately? You mean this Amazon? But that massive company paid no federal income tax on more than eleven billion in profits in 2018. Okay, that's a whole different thing, and I have said on this show that I agree with economists that if you listen to economists left and right, they say that the corporation should not pay taxes, and there's reasons actually Amazon doesn't pay taxes, because they lost the money for years and years and years, and apparently they're allowed to carry those losses forward, that's fine, I'll go with economists, corporations shouldn't pay tax, even though it seems really... It just seems intuitively wrong, but okay, what you're supposed to do, is you're supposed to tax the people that work for the corporations and make all the money. But that's a whole other story. Um, I would like to see Jeff Bezos' tax returns in that case. But anyway, please continue, uh, Mr. Prager University professor.
2: Each of the thousands of products Amazon offers represents the work of people who believe they have something you want or need. If they're right, they prosper. If they're wrong, they don't. That's how the free market works. So
1: I'll save you some time. He does some basic economics, basically, you know, supply and demand type of stuff. And then he strays off into uh, this tangent. Uh, Actually, before he goes on that tangent, uh, he plays this clip of uh, AOC. When we talk about ideas, for example, like democratic socialism, it means putting democracy and society first instead of capital first.
2: And now the tangent. In a socialist economy, the government has the ultimate power. See,
1: this is where he latches on to the socialism thing and does not make the distinction between democratic socialism and socialism. Democratic socialism, gang, is the stuff they have in most of Western Europe. It is not what we have in Korea or Venezuela or Cuba. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you saw this in your Facebook lately, but someone was passing around this meme, and it should be another Facebook, not factbook, it is a fact. Harry Truman uh, once described that the uh, that those would lead you to believe that socialism is a scare word. And uh, this is from the guy who actually started a war to fight, guess what, communism, that's what we don't like, communism bad, socialism not bad, unabashed capitalism also bad, okay? So then he goes off on this, why this whole socialism thing is When what he actually means is communism is bad. He, this is, he, he means like what you had in Eastern Europe. Like when, you know, yes, if, if the government controls everything, then yeah, then you get, the only car you have is a, a crappy two cycle job that doesn't, doesn't run most of the time. Yeah, that's what, but where democratic socialism says that you should have capitalism, yes, but you shouldn't make money on things like, oh, healthcare, uh prisons, education, but cars, steel, televisions, computers, knock yourself out. Then he also offers this one up.
2: Have you ever noticed that late stage socialist failures always run out of essential items like toilet paper? Yeah,
1: late stage socialism like Finland and Sweden and Britain and Germany and France are they running out of toilet paper? Yeah, I I don't think that they are. So this is what we're up against in 2020, gang. Uh, they're going to latch onto this. They're going to equate uh, Bernie Sanders and AOC and anybody else to suggest that, suggests that uh, you know, we might be able to put some like, you know, like when you have brakes on a roller coaster? It's a great idea because you don't want to fly off the tracks, okay? And we're, we're going to fly off the tracks here pretty soon because here's a fun stat phrase I looked up, also a fact, that uh, from the 1970s, the average worker pay has gone up Ten percent. The average CEO pay has gone up almost a thousand percent. Now you can't legislate that, of course. You can't say, "Well, your CEOs can only make this much," and that, that 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 you're back into your communism thing. Not good. So what else can you do? Well, you can kind of take uh, some of the stress off of uh, the regular working folk, and so you know, uh, healthcare. You know, again, things like that, uh, education. Uh, you know, you could kind of help us help us out in in that aspect of it. So that stuff you can't legislate. So anyway. I just thought I'd give you a little heads up there from the former CEO of, of Hardee's, which, by the way, is, turns out to be a terrible restaurant. Uh, they they, bought, they all closed around here because they were awful. So uh, I don't know if that figures into Mr. Uh, I guess those who, who uh, can too and those who can't go to PragerU. And remember, it's Facebook, not Factbook. Doug Stanhope is a stand-up comedian who uh, tells it like it is, and uh, he is uh, not as political as he used to be, he says. And he explains all of that in our interview with Doug Stanhope.
0: Cincinnati,
1: you're on the air. There we go. You're on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati Cincinnati, WKRP. How is everything? Good, man. It's been You know how long ago it's been since we've talked? It's been so long ago. The last time we talked, Jimmy Dore was mad at uh, Louis Anderson for doing that comedy class in L.A. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That's a, that's a spell.
1: Yeah, which is weird because you've been to Cincinnati many times before. I don't know why I didn't. Maybe they had me interview somebody else. I don't know. They let me call my own shots now, so maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. but <laughs> So...
0: Yeah, this is this is the first time in uh, a million years I've done a, a weekend.
1: Okay, that must. Oh, you know what? That's what it was. I think you came in doing these one-offs. That's what it's yeah. been. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and they they try to schedule these interviews like weeks in advance now because um, there's only like three people working at the paper. Uh, you know.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, they want to save any ad space they're going to get for. Tickets they got to sell because if I'm doing it one night, they don't really have to advertise.
1: True, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you're a you're a known commodity, so yeah. Um, so, like, what else is new with you, man? What's what's up?
0: Um, nothing. I've uh, been off the road for uh, last July. The uh, because I'm a fucking genius that I uh, I built up this special, and then as soon as it was ready to tape, I just decided not to. Uh, to, to do it later, so now I have to go back out and relearn it.
1: Oh, okay. So, so in May. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is uh, the, like the the final warm up for it.
0: But yeah, it, uh, I'll do three three or four weeks uh, leading up to the taping in Vegas. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, start May twenty, uh, April twenty fifth, and we tape May twenty fifth.
1: Okay, so we're, we're in Vegas, you're taping.
0: multiple shows.
1: There you go, oh, okay. Cram in
0: for the exam.
1: I see, the Cram. <laughs> so, uh, where in Vegas are you taping? Uh, the Plaza. The Plaza. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Downtown. On Fremont, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just watching my, one of my favorite TV shows of all time last night, Crime Story, and in the opening credits, when they're in the Las Vegas years, there's a they, there's a scene they shoot of a band playing, and it looks out over Fremont Street, and it's from the Plaza. So Oh,
0: that's great. Yeah, I yeah. I love the plaza. I've been going there for years.
1: I think I've only been there once. We don't make it to Fremont Street uh, often anymore. We just... Because you you can't run a car anymore in Vegas. I mean, you can, but everyone charges here for parking. So our strategy now is to stay at the Mirage, which is the most centrally located. And if we can't walk it from there, then we just don't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a pain in the ass from the airport. But if I'm there for any length of time, I, I prefer to be downtown.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um are you in Vegas a lot? No, no. I,
0: uh, I used to go a lot more often, but I've gone up a few times
1: lately. Yeah, Did, didn't you start there? Like your stand? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought so.
0: Yeah, I started there in '90.
1: Okay, that's right. And when I guess, how, what was the stand-up scene like back then? Because I imagine was it still like Vegas was? It, was, it was. It was empty.
0: Uh, yeah, I. I I remember, you know, like eight or nine comics. Uh, I, I, Again, yeah, my my memory's faulty, but it's not like it is today. Where, uh, so yeah, now like, like Tucson, right? they they have an open mic, and there'll be, you know, like 35, 40 people signed up for it. They're doing three minutes apiece. Never had a, we never had an issue like that in Vegas.
1: So why do you think so many people are trying it these days?
0: I don't have the
1: slightest idea, probably the, the internet, um,
0: YouTube, everyone thinks they could be a star. There
1: I, wasn't that mentality back then. I, yeah, I guess it was a lot more daunting, yeah, because back then, um, I was moving from Pittsburgh back to Cleveland, and I would have had, I had kind of a notion, because we had a club in, in um, Pittsburgh. My buddy, uh, who was my boss at the radio station, was going to try it, and he'd written some jokes, which actually were pretty good. He had some pretty good stuff, and he was going to go try it. I'm like, oh, go tr- try it? What do you mean? How do you do that? And I guess the club there had an open mic, and I never thought about it again for a couple of years, and and uh, discovered quickly that I don't really have the chops for such a thing. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I used to, I, it was always weird to me that it, it was so, you know, lightly attended as compared to now. But Because uh, it was the end of the comedy boom. like The comedy was on stand-up, was on prime time. Yeah. You know, Fox Sunday comics. And, uh, but that, uh, that gave probably gave people an unrealistic, you know, now people can sit at home and watch YouTube open mics. They don't have to actually go to an open mic to see how it works. So they see a million people suck on YouTube. but Hey, how bad could I be?
1: And they're probably they're not bad. wrong. <laughs> well, you know what I found at ours. We I know how, you, you probably know how ours works. Here is it's it's a bringer a bringer show, which people like and don't like. But I think overall, it's for this market. It's probably a good idea because at least you get a full room. And um, I would say of the ones that I've been to over the years, everybody has at least one mildly funny joke. I think that, that probably encourages them to go up there. So I at least laugh once at everybody. There's, I think, there's only been one time where I didn't laugh at somebody at all, and was very, was you know.
0: Those are the past.
1: Yeah, yeah, but um, <laughs> but I think I people
0: love tragic open mics. <laughs>
1: But I don't we don't really get those, I guess. I think because I don't know why that is. Just, again, I haven't been in years though, so so I don't know. I I directed my comedy energy more towards you know the podcast and writing and and things like that because it's you know i I'm it's one of those things. If called upon, I can do it, but I'm I'm not the same as an actual comedian. So, but um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was I remembered a couple of years ago me. I know it was kind of a kind of a goof, but you you were going to run for president. And I was thinking, since we elected a reality show TV star, has that changed your mind about the possibility of holding the highest office in the nation?
0: You know, I, I actually... The I, I, uh, aristocrats, you remember the aristocrats? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Prevenza's yep movie, a bunch of comics telling the same
1: joke.
0: Yep. Anyway, he put out a book uh, of the comics from the aristocrats. That was probably 2000. Eight or ten or
1: something like that. I, yeah. I, I,
0: I, 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 Someone pointed it out. Someone tweeted what I had written, and I said that uh, it's just a matter of time before celebrity president happens because people are so deluded with fucking reality TV shows. It's just a matter of time. Oh, hey, I was prescient.
2: <laughs> there you go. It,
0: it'll, it'll be fun to watch the next one because fucking everyone, everyone will run.
1: I know, right? It's,
0: he can get elected. It's the same as the the open mic YouTube. Hey, how bad could I be?
1: It it almost is like an open mic with this. At least so far with the Democratic field, it's like, hey, I'll go up and I'll go up and do my three minutes and <laughs> see what people think.
0: Yeah, I, I, I stay away from it. I don't talk about it in my own. I don't pay it any mind. Uh, it's kind of fucking ruined Twitter. Every comedian is now political. <laughs> And I don't care. So you can, <laughs> you can have it.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I know. On the one hand, it's people say, "Well, it's it's just so pervasive and it's so crazy. How can you not talk about it?" But then, like you're saying, everybody's talking about it, and you turn on the late night shows, and then there's only so many jokes you can do about stuff. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a uh... yeah. There's going to
0: be other shit going on in the world that we're missing.
1: Yeah, well, and but a lot of what you talk about too, though, is this stuff from kind of your own life, and you're kind of as you move through the world, and and that's probably why you've had you know staying power. courses course, is because it's unique to you. I mean, anybody can go and tell a joke about you know Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or anything like that, but you know, you, only you are you.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I got lucky like that. <laughs> I. I listen to some old shit. I go, I used to write jokes <laughs> when I was young. I wouldn't even know how to write a joke anymore.
1: And was that just like a natural progression, or did you kind of at least get bored with writing yeah. jokes? Or
0: Yeah, when I started talking about my life, then it just stuck.
1: And is that because a lot of uh, guys and gals tell me that, you know, especially, you know, because you and I are the same age, so I don't mind saying that you're older, (laughs) because we're both 52, (laughs) by my reckoning, um, is that you get a lot of life experience behind you, so when you're in your 20s, you go on stage like, eh, drinking and booze and chicks, and then once, you know, you've got some years under your belt, you're like, oh, there's like a lot of other stuff that's going on uh, in life.
0: Yeah, yeah, when I started out, it was just about Ken White.
1: And was there a lot of...
0: That was the whole purpose for doing comedy, that was... I was making it in comedy. I was getting laid after a show. <laughs> Girl that would never fuck you if you hadn't been standing on stage. Uh. But yeah, like, like you say, when that's uh, when that gets boring. You go, oh yeah. Fucking life is going on.
1: Yeah, but the great thing is you can still always talk about that because you were twenty, you know, and these the, the, these kids today they haven't been fifty yet. They've only observe, observed fifty, and maybe they have some funny observations about it. Lord knows there are some with me. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, it's, it's an interesting progression. But you, you, you don't think you could, you could muster up if you had to, like, like, what, like when, you're, when you do TV sets. if you ever? Do you get to do TV sets much anymore? I don't, no, no. I
0: mean, it's film specials and whatnot.
1: Yeah, so, but if you had to do one, do you? Oh, well, I guess you could probably extract a you know a, a solid five minutes out of your set clearly, but I know a lot of times uh, people have told me but that I no, they.
0: I'm a joke, jokes. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I blew I blew a speaker in my car. He was a motivational speaker. <laughs> it's just a joke. You there know? you go.
1: Wow. Relevancy. Sure. Do you ever like bring those back yeah. at all, just to kind of like you know, his, his little greatest hits samplers, or is it, or is that no. like the? No. Uh, <laughs> Ah, oh, the shame! I used to have like,
0: yeah, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, hip a pocket with a few uh, short attention span, you know, shock value jokes just to, uh, you know, break up the monotony if tabs dropped or. Oh, okay. Hecklers fucking so tightened in, but yeah, I still have a bunch of stuff that I hit pocket, uh, you know, on the sideline of my notes but they're just usually goofy premises <laughs> that only amuse me. But, uh, yeah, they're not, like, you know, set-up punchline jokes.
1: So what what would you say is the state of comedy uh, these days from, from your vantage point?
0: I, I'm so removed from it, and I, I like that. I never see comedy. There's really no comedy where I live. Unless it's at my house, my buddy just opened up a place he's going to start doing band-up. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see anyone, I, especially right now. I have a Netflix you know, uh, list of, of stand-up specials that I want to watch, but I don't want to watch that before I tape something. Or, oh, yeah. You know, and, and that, as soon as I tape it, I'll have to start working on a new hour. Cause I don't want to be influenced by anything or queered off of anything.
1: So when the special is completed, where's it? Where, I mean, you
0: get to an age where you go, "Fuck, did Bill Burr say that in the special, or did I think of that?"
1: Oh yeah, that's just that's just uh, you know comedy in general. Because I'll uh, I'll write stuff for my stupid podcast. I'll think, "No, wait a minute, did I did it, by osmosis? Did someone else already talked about that, or or you know, it's uh, it's really hard." i was telling my comedy students, a guy that really has it rough is Weird Al, even though he managed to overcome it. He he. Just, Famously said that, you know, when I started, it was easy. But now you go on YouTube, and you think you have a great idea, and 20 other idiots have done it. Probably not as well. Yeah. But yeah, so it's...
0: Yeah, they're not even on the public eye. They just do it in the basement.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so... want to write a joke about some, you know, current event, like, disaster, whatever's in the news, and it's just the general public has already written that joke, fucking like, 80 times. Like, all right, save that bleep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although it does, you know, um, I, I guess on the, on the, on the upside, you know, sometimes when I do think of something, I'll be like, well, what, is there a better way to say this, where I think the average uh, schlep probably just throws it out there, you know, and it's poorly written, and doesn't, you know, at least there's a you try to put some craft to it, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so when the special does come out, where will folks be able to find it?
0: Uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> well, uh, it's probably going to be one of those things that we tape first and shop after. Okay. It's, it's a, I it's my feet taping it for so long that it's said, all right, it's just fucking pick a date and let's. Like, it'll, it'll force my hand. that I just put it off forever.
1: So, so you're very deadline driven.
0: Yeah, <laughs> very much so.
1: Yeah, that's, that's I've got to do the same thing as I've. If I don't set a deadline for it, it's like ah, I can. Do that some other time, um, so like what so you said, you you don't. Yeah, are, I
0: would have never written a, a, a book if I hadn't cash the check.
1: <laughs> there uh, you go.
0: Now I have
1: to. <laughs> um, so what did you, so you say? You said you're not really seeing a lot of comedy on your got your day to day life, or fall. Like, so what do you do when you're when you're off duty, as they say?
0: I've done nothing. I'm great
1: at doing nothing. Oh, isn't it the best? I
0: yeah, except uh, except enjoying it. That's the only problem. Like, I always feel like I should be doing something. Uh, but yeah, I hang around the house. Oh, man. I a bar in my house. I put on dumb sports. Sometimes I read. Usually I have to go on vacation to do it because there's too many distractions at home. And then there's Twitter and then there's email and then someone oh, yeah. stops by. But, uh, but yeah, I, I get some reading done, watch a lot of dumb shit, try to walk my dog, things like that.
1: And then people H- stuff. Yeah, the normal people's. And so, how often are you on the road then? I mean, I know it changed the past year because they're getting gearing up for the special. But on average, do you go out once a month or? Uh,
0: last year, I, well, no. I, I usually do big chunks and then take big chunks off. But uh, last year, I, I think I only did seven shows in the states. Uh, did mostly international stuff last year, and I was done by July. Then I was just so burned out, fuck it up, taking time off. And then I kept taking more time off. Now I have to go relearn, huh. <laughs> relearn my whole set. But it, it should be, it should be easy.
1: But uh, it, it's going well. So what well, said, you, well, "Is so is Cincinnati going to be the start of the like yep. the run up?" Oh, okay. Oh, how exciting! I know um, a, a couple of guys I work with um, uh, are also huge fans. I work for Josh Need and, and all them and that and that lot. So um, uh,
0: Josh Need, he's still around.
1: Josh, Josh, oh, I Sneed. heard that name in a million years. He's still around. He's doing. He's touring more now. Um, he tours at the beginning of the week and then he's home the rest of the week. Uh, at the beginning of the week uh, with us here, and uh, although he missed our meeting this morning, he's running the T-shirt company and yeah. And yeah, that's
0: uh, the last I remember. He started a T-shirt company, and that's like a decade
1: ago, at least. Yeah, we've got, but there's I think t- fifteen of us working for him now, and uh, and his partner, and uh, yeah, it's uh, wow, going well. It's and weird
0: when you, you look back, you go, "Was that like three years ago or twelve years ago?"
1: Oh yeah, I've I have no concept of time. Uh, I can tell you. Uh, you know, the year I graduated, I can tell you my college years uh, when I started in radio for a year. And then once I get to like 90, besides getting married, it's just a big blur. My daughter being born in 97, yeah, oh, there you go. Two, 2004 for the second one, another big blur, and it's 2019.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, that would be a. I mean, I, I'm obviously very happy I don't have kids on a regular basis. So we'll be sitting around and the funhouse for the bar and be shit-faced on any given, you know, Wednesday night, and you go, hey, you know why we're, you know why we're all here and drunk? Because <laughs> we don't have kids. Cheers. <laughs> but it's going to be a constant, rem- a barometer of how old you're getting, where I don't have one of those. Yeah. It's just the same house since 2005, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's that a kid would be a constant reminder of how old you are.
1: It is, and we're slightly old. Well, my wife always says we're older than the rest of our kids' parents, which I don't think is exactly true. I think maybe just by a few years, she makes it sound like it's like decades. And it's like, no, we had him when we were 30 and 34. It's not, not that huge a gap. But one thing we do find is that, and uh, this is a terrible observation, and I was trying to tell my. This to my friend, who is a, a divorced mom, uh, that most people aren't good looking. Look around your school when you're at the next meeting. And I think we're in pretty good shape for our age. And uh, my wife looks like she's 25. And I clean up nice. I could pass for a, a, an early 40s. But most people are not good looking. No, they're not. <laughs> I feel badly saying that. Walk
0: but, through the grocery store yes, and look at how many people yes. are like just
1: basically unfuckable. Right. <laughs> well, I, and this is another terrible thing. I, I look around and I see other dads at these meetings and I always think, I feel badly that their wife isn't as attractive as mine, which is just a horrible, it's horrible in a way and horrible <laughs> not, but it's just, yeah, so, you know. But
0: I also see people that are very, very happy with an ugly Mate
1: or spouse? Oh, Jimmy Soul. Hey,
0: that, that's enviable too. Like, oh, he's oh, he's not as shallow as I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Jimmy Soul gave us the best advice what, back in the '60s. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, right, man? So, the, the words echo today. Um, well, terrific, man, and everybody in Cincinnati's looking forward to uh, to the shows here. And um, w- w- was there a word on the street? That I you- always loved bananas. Yeah. There's
0: very few clubs I could do it. Uh, yeah. Five show weekend but uh, that's I, it's just the only thing I hate about it is this the fucking hotel so far away
1: oh yeah over in uh, Blue Ash but other than that it, like it's just a hang you know
0: we, we go over to you know Sneaky Pete's next door and like, bartend between shows just to kill time and it's a lot easier than a meet and greet uh, like you know pouring people drinks taking their money
1: Yep, there you go. Um, and is there some uh, word on the street? You coming for Bruhaha? Did I did or I the the comedy festival? Maybe I'm thinking. Not, not, not to my. Okay, maybe i was thinking of something else. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else. Never mind. <laughs> I know they're just starting to put that together now. So. Well, great, man. Uh, well, uh, hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, thanks for taking the time. And uh, this will be in print in City Beat, of course, uh, the week the shows are, are there. Not that you'll have trouble putting butts in the seats, I'm sure. So I appreciate you taking the time anyway.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All right. Thanks, man. Well, well, see you soon. Right, bye. You. Thanks again to Doug Stanhope for being on the show. Uh, You can catch Doug, let me see, I'm turning backwards, look at my laptop here to see this. He's in Minneapolis, let me see, May 20th through the 22nd. He's in Las Vegas, the 24th, the 25th. Then then he's gonna be recording uh, that special that he was talking about, so uh, you can catch him before or after. And uh, I think you will have a good time He's definitely one of those guys you call a comedian's comedian Everybody looks up to Doug Stanhope Alright, so I was hoping to have Fangirl on to talk about her big summer plans But I think we're going to try and get that sorted for next week So look for that announcement uh, next week And we're going to skip up to the song of the week here The song of the week is from Codaline Line. almost forgot about Codaline They are from Ireland, I believe And uh, they've had some uh, nice hits over the years And uh, they released an album last year And one of the tunes on it was a tune called Worth It And I was uh, doing my Spring nineteen. 19- playlist. I had thrown it on there and I was going through it and I was like, wow, oh, I, I forgot how much I dug this tune when I found it. So, uh, this, it's a little uh, rockier. They used to be kind of more of a I guess what we call a triple-A uh, kind of band here in North America Even though they're from Europe And they don't really have that AAA situation over there It's album adult alternative for you folks uh, Dad rock Wilco, that sort of affair uh, A little rockier for Code line uh, Nice to hear And I uh, see what you think This is uh, our song of the week on P.F. State Recorder It's Worth It by Code line So long and thanks for listening The stars on the pavement
2: Are washed up and jaded There's blood on the streets of gold.